0: when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
1: Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like
0: Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com
2: slash weight loss. When I think of that time, I just think of Darkness.
1: I'm your host, Alanized and this is Noche de Pendejadas, your favorite talk show turned podcast where I go ahead and bring your favorite influencers to chismear, have a cocktail and see what the fuck they are up to. Please help me welcome tonight's guest, Nazanin Kavari. Hello, hello. How are you? Oh my
2: gosh, thank you so much for having me. When you messaged me, I was so excited. I was like, babe, oh my God, he asked me to be on the podcast. I love your podcast so much. Oh, thank
1: you. You No, I actually feel very honored to have have you here, um, which I want to go ahead and say something, you guys. I feel like this happening right now is something that a lot of people probably didn't expect to happen. I didn't expect right? it to like me? I feel like it's like, like two worlds combined, yes. and I feel like it's something that a lot of people are going to live for. I already can imagine when I announce that you're the next guest. La gente se va a volver loca, and I'm already going crazy because I've been following you for so long, which oh is a God, crazy no thing. Same. And I feel like this is the first time where we sit down and actually right. have a convo. I mean, I've run into you a couple times at events, mm-hmm. a little High and buy moment, but yes. this is gonna be the first time where I sit down with her, you guys, and kind of have a whole-blown combo. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. How was the drive? It was a little bit of a drive, mm-hmm. but
2: it was great. I listened to my little audiobook. It was a nice little
1: drive. Oh, that's cute. No, I honestly was like, as soon as I sent the um the address, I was like, I already know she lives far. I <laughs> no hope place. she doesn't say she can't make it. What no. time did you get up to glam? I
2: started glam at nine. Okay, that's pretty yet, good. see, I have my hairstylist do my hair at the same time I do my makeup, so it saves time. Right?
1: I started getting ready at 10. Oh, yeah. Nine's actually a really late time for you to actually make it on time. I was a a little late. I mean, she was a little late, but it's okay. As long as she's here, you guys. So with that (laughs) being said, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to send over the mic to you so you can let us know a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
2: My name is Nazani Kavari. I'm a 24-year-old beauty and lifestyle influencer. I have three kids. Um,
1: Yeah. She's like, and I just do it all. You're a mom, you're a wife, and you're an influencer. One of the top beauty lifestyle influencers. So I'm so honored to have you here. So we're going to go ahead and start con el chisme. Do you know what chisme means? Yes, of course I know what chisme means. I feel like... Yo hablo español poquito. You actually were the one that told me.
2: Yeah. You're the first
1: non-Latina person on the podcast, which is crazy. Oh my gosh.
2: I'm Middle Eastern, for those of you guys who don't know. But I feel like Middle Eastern girls and Latina girls, we go together like peanut butter You actually look...
1: Do you ever get it that you look Latina a little bit when you you told me, I was like, oh, shit, I thought you had a little Latina in uh, you. Oh, no. You're actually the second one. Really? Because Who's I think I've had Wendy. Wendy's Asian. Oh, yeah. But I consider her Latina because she grew up where I grew up, oh, around yeah. a lot of Mexicans. Mm-hmm. So I was like, girl, you're Asian mixed with Latina, yeah. with me- Mexican. So uh-huh. we're good. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and start <laughs> off. I'm, a, I'm a, As you guys can see, I'm nervous, and I'm excited I to know. have you here. I feel like I'm rambling on. So we're going to start with the shot, yes. you guys, so we can get these nerves out of the way. Please. Cheers. Cheers. Pa'rriba, pa pa abajo. Look at us
2: being skinny queens. And we're chasing it down with with water. water. Literally. We're in our skinny era.
1: We're going to go ahead and start with the first question I kind of ask everyone just to get to know you a little bit better. How was Nas growing up? How was your childhood?
2: I immigrated to America when I was two years old. Mm I'm the youngest of three siblings, so I have an older sister who's six years older than me, and then I have an older brother who's 15 years older than me. Um, So I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, in a small town, well, technically Worthington, Ohio, which is like a little town in Columbus. Um, Ever since I was young, I was super headstrong. My mom, I know you always ask this question, so I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, what was I like as a kid? She was like, you would never take no for an answer. If I wanted something, I would get it by any means necessary, and I'm like, well, You were determined. You were determined.
1: How was it like, you know, obviously you mentioned to us that you immigrated to America at the age of two. How was that transition for you? Do you feel like, you know, immigrating came with any struggles for you as a kid?
2: It definitely wasn't as hard for me compared to my older siblings. I couldn't imagine like my brother going to high school in a whole different country. Like I applaud him for that all the time. But definitely just growing up with immigrant parents, and I mean, I was immigrant myself yeah. coming here and I was two, it definitely shaped me into who I am as an adult. I saw my parents working from sunup to sundown. My parents owned a restaurant, a little mom and pop shop. So I just grew up around really hardworking parents um, my both of my siblings had a stay at home mom because I was actually born in Romania. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So my dad went to Romania to study dentistry and had they had me and my sister there, and then we came here. And it's also crazy for my dad. He went from having a dentistry degree, yeah. and then when you come to a different country, you have to start over. You know, you have to go to school again. And my dad's like, I don't have time for that. I got three kids to feed. Yeah. So just growing up, seeing my parents just work so hard and fighting the language barrier. And also, I know today we're actually filming this on 9-11, but we moved literally nine months before 9-11. So we're this Middle Eastern family who just moved into the small town in the Midwest right before 9-11. It definitely wasn't easy. And it definitely kind of caused me to grow up a little quicker. So again, my parents were in the restaurant all day and all night. So... I just saw just my parents just working hard and it definitely shaped me into who I am.
1: Obviously, you know, you you grow up and at a very young age, you know, you start producing content on YouTube at the yes. age of 12. Well, you're 24 yes. now. That's over 10 years yes. of content creating, which is crazy. How did that all start? What was your inspo? What made you be like, you know what? I'm going to start doing YouTube.
2: For me, YouTube at the time was my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I loved watching all the OGs like Michelle Phan, Mac Barbie 7 Love 07, mm-hmm. So I just couldn't wait to get home from school and watch my favorite YouTubers. And when I first started, Instagram wasn't even... A thing. A thing. Instagram started in 2014, I believe. So... I would just love watching their videos, and I naturally got into makeup because I struggled with really bad acne growing up. And still in my adulthood, I still struggle with acne, but I got my first zit ever when I was nine. Oh my God, yeah, that's early. it's been downhill since. Um, So yeah, just me struggling with my acne, I wanted to know how to cover it. And I started out by like playing in my sister's makeup. My mom has never really been into makeup, so I played in my sister's makeup. Um, but again, I was super confident as a kid. I was super headstrong. I was like, I wanna do what those girls are doing.
1: And you and, did it. And, and I did you it. did it damn took my mom's
2: thing. little digital camera, and again, my parents weren't home to tell me, yeah. like, you can't do this, you can't do that. I just did it.
1: So you were doing it behind their back?
2: My mom is a lot more conservative than my dad. Okay. My dad is very much like, I came to this country to give you guys freedom, do what you want to do. He was very supportive. My mom, on the other hand, was more conservative. And she's like, what do you mean you're filming yourself in your bedroom at 12 years old and putting it in the internet? So, you know, my dad actually bought me my first camera, my first, like, legitimate camera mm-hmm. and my... um macbook and i remember him telling me like we don't really have the money for it yeah he put on his credit card and he was like don't tell your mom don't tell your literally he's like your mom is gonna lose her mind don't tell her but she's gonna fight me yeah like my dad always believed in me he's like you are gonna do i i believe in you yeah so yeah he got me my computer and my camera and
1: just how was it like when your mom found out like oh my daughter has a following like especially being so conservative was she like freaked out like oh my god so many people follow my daughter or how was that
2: well for me it was a steady growth okay i'm not one of those people that just became an overnight success same you know so it definitely took years so it wasn't like that from the very beginning but slowly slowly when i started to get recognized in person my mom was like Okay, like, this is cool. Yeah. She was like, my mom's thing was just don't dress...
1: Crazy, naked. like, naked. Okay. She's like, stay
2: covered, you know? And that was the big thing. It was like an ongoing joke with my following and I, because I'd post, like, a bikini picture, and my mom would text me, like, what is this that you're posting? And I would post the screenshot. So, I mean, now that I'm married and stuff, I'm my husband's problem. Yeah. My mom doesn't care, but... You know, when I was younger, that was more so her thing.
1: Did you ever feel like that limited you in what you were posting? Or did you ever have it in the back of your head? Like, oh my God, I can't post this because my mom's going to freak out.
2: I did to an extent. I'm like, oh, my mom's gonna see it. But again, my mom knows her child.
1: You're like YOLO. If I want to do
2: something, I'm gonna do it. So, she yeah. knows. I mean, she, she describes knows her you. Daughter. And I always tell my mom, I'm like, ma, you raised me to be this like strong, independent woman.
1: What was for you your aha moment where you were like, you know what, I'm doing this for fun. You know, doing YouTube for fun. What was your moment where you're like, wow, I can actually make this a career. I can make money, and I can do this for a living.
2: I remember going to my first ever Beautycon. What, oh my God. what year did Beautycon start? 2016? Beautycon?
1: 2016. 2015, maybe? Yeah, like 2016. That's crazy. So, yeah. Did you see that they're doing a new, like, revamped Beautycon? Really? I if don't know if they'll be as successful, but they're actually, it's already, like, a really? deal. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that's so it's exciting. It's done.
2: I love Beautycon because that was my opportunity, yeah. again, living in Ohio, to, like, come out to L.A. I believe the first one happened when I was 15, and... I bought my own plane ticket. Oh Literally, I didn't ask my parents' permission to go to BeautyCon. I bought my ticket, really? and I was like, I'm going to BeautyCon in L.A. Um, I had a friend at the time who was coming here like with her mom, so I uh-huh. was like, I'm going to be staying in their hotel room. So they're like, okay. Again, I grew up very independent. Again, my parents weren't home, so yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, just doing whatever I wanted to do. So I flew to the first ever BeautyCon, and it was just a huge eye-opener. I believe it was my first time coming to L.A. as... I guess an adult. I was yeah. 15 at the time. I used to come when I was like nine or ten because my brother used to live here. But this was my first time coming and seeing the influencer scene with my own eyes. Yeah. The one at that I've been 15. Fo- yeah, like the one that I've been like idolizing since yeah. I was like 11, 12. So I come to BeautyCon and I see that I have a general admission
1: okay. ticket.
2: And these other girls have talent passes. And I was like, a talent pass? like, like what's they that? They have access to these lounges and the pre-parties and the post-parties. And I'm just sitting here with my little general admission. And I ended up like, I kind of had a falling out with a friend that I came here with. And I remember my dad picked me up from the airport when I came back to Ohio in tears, crying my eyes out. And he's like, what's wrong? What happened? And I was like, I'm not shit. Literally. I'm like, I think I'm doing something. At the time, I had like 100K on K-I-M. YouTube. And I was like... I'm not shit. Like all these other girls have managers, they're getting talent passes, they're getting this, they're getting that, they're on red carpets, and I'm just sitting here with my little general admission, like thinking. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. So me at little 15 years old, again, I did this all on my own. I didn't have like parents that were like helping me type up emails. All the managers that I met on my trip to LA, I got their contact info and I just started sending out emails. You know, just pitching myself. I'm looking for a manager. And only one manager got back to me saying that they're willing to sign me. The rest of them were like, we can start on a non- Like just a trial. Yeah, like a little trial trial period. You know, I was a kid at the time. I'm 15. We can do a little trial. But I had one manager come back and she's like, I will sign you. And then once she signed me, the deal started coming more. more. So at the time, you know, AdSense, you know, like AdSense doesn't really like make or break you. It's the sponsorships. So through her, I started getting like my first- five figure sponsorship deals and i'm like
1: at the oh age my. of 15 yes at the oh age of 15 God. i
2: remember getting like my first big one it was curology okay. it was like my first like big deal and i was like oh my gosh and it was so full circle cuz curology is a skincare brand yeah. and you know i struggle with acne so i'm like this thing that caused so much pain in
1: my life and so much insecurity insecurity
2: is now you know
1: wanting to sponsor and yeah, work with me. Like that's crazy that's a full circle yeah, yeah yeah
2: so to me, that was just a huge sign that I'm on the right path. And yeah, from there, I just started with my manager. And then my sister at the time, um, she had just graduated college. She was going into her career and she really was not happy. Yeah. So I was like, people love us together. Let's start Kavari vlogs. And it was like, we joined, we made a joint champ uh-huh. and, People loved it. I
1: remember that. Yeah, That's people crazy. loved Kamari
2: vlogs. So that really blew us up, us working together. And then I continued on the side. Like, so that was back before lifestyle was really yeah. on YouTube. It was like you had your professional beauty page with like your perfect setup and your camera and your lights, and then you had a separate vlog channel.
1: Yeah. At fifteen, you know, you start making this crazy amount of money, especially for a child. How was that for you? And how was that for your parents? I'm sure it was like whoa, what is my daughter doing that these companies want to pay her so much?
2: My parents were really proud of me. Again, this is the whole reason my family immigrated to America. My dad wanted us to have freedom and to be able to be independent and do what we wanted to do, so... My parents were so, so happy for me. And I grew up with a good like head on my shoulders. Yeah. I didn't just see this money and I'm like, oh, this is time to spend it.
1: Like shopping yes, Yeah, Yes,
2: no, I definitely saved up my money. Again, I grew up knowing the value of a dollar. I saw my parents working all the time and hearing we don't have money, we don't have money. So I'm like, let me hold on to this money and save as much as I can. But at the same time, I'm very giving. Yeah. So this second, my parents have never asked me for a dime, ever, they were not like, oh, you're making money, you're living under our roof, give us money. I just wanted to do that because my parents again sacrificed so much for us and now as a mother myself who has three kids myself I don't know how they moved to this whole new country didn't speak a lick of English didn't know how to do anything and they made ends meet I don't know how they did it yeah it's
1: crazy right like especially because like you said you're your dad had a whole career. Yes. And he's like, let's scratch that. Let's move to a whole new country. Yes. That that must have been, you know, so rewarding hard. for them to see like, wow, like we really did the damn thing. We did something right. Yes. So obviously, you know, at 15, you start making your first six figures. When that check hit, when like that first big check hit, what was like your reaction? I'm sure you're like, what the?
2: I actually didn't know I made six figures that year until you had to do something. Taxes. Called taxes. Girl. Um, that was like a huge thing too. Because again, I didn't I didn't come from money. Yeah. I didn't have trust funds and all this. We didn't even know. I know there's a savings account and checking account. Yeah. Like that's it. So that was something kind of I had to navigate on my own. I mean, my dad did have a friend that did taxes. So he helped me out helped with that. You, yeah. And then that's when I saw it. for me i just think i was given these blessings because i'm so giving and so willing to help everyone around me like if i have ten dollars you have ten dollars i've never been stingy with my money and i think that's why i keep getting rewarded um but yeah it was just it was it's such a rewarding feeling and i was able to buy my first house at 20 years old because i had saved my money from 16 years old if i didn't save my money and i was out by buying stupid stuff don't get me wrong i did buy a few stupid things like i have some bags in my closet that i'm like
1: and i feel like that 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 comes a lot to do with especially you know the way your parents you know kind of make you see work in the sense of like i can't relate to you in that aspect because you know my parents Grew up, you know, in Mexico, they migrated, you know, to America and they didn't have nothing. So uh, they would work paycheck to paycheck, which I'm sure your parents did too at a point. But to me, when I started making money, I mean, I fucking went from making no money to like now I'm like, oh, like I'm making money. So I remember when I would first get my paychecks. That shit would be gone Um, in a week. Like, I already knew what I wanted to buy before I even had the money in my account. So I feel like for me, I struggled so much with, like, saving. What's something that you feel like, obviously you said your parents helped you and, like, you saw them struggle and you saw them go through it. That helped you become, uh, you know, someone that saves money. But do you feel like there was something more in you that you're like, no. Like, this is... A lot of money. I got to take advantage of of the opportunity.
2: I just always kind of saw the end goal, like Mm -hmm. the bigger picture. I definitely did spend. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of viewed it. I would. I would be more willing to spend when I knew I'd get a return on it. Okay. So, for example, when Makeup by Mario did his master class in New York, I took my sister. We got a cute hotel in New York. We got our flights. Like, obviously, I'm spending yeah. a lot of money. But to me, I'm like, I'm making content surrounding that.
1: So, like, I'm going to get something. Yeah, yeah. Not so that, all that's of a tax it, write-off, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: you know? But for me, I just... My parents... They... I remember my parents bought the building that their okay. restaurant's in. We had a really small restaurant at first, and then my dad bought an old Hooters. Okay. Yeah, okay. so... When they moved into that bigger restaurant, that's when I started to learn about investing in real estate. Because my parents kind of told me about, you know, we're buying this property. We're putting a down payment down 10%, 20%. And this is something that we can keep forever. My dad always tells us, he's like, when I die, don't sell my buildings.
1: You're like, like, please don't. for your grandkids. So it still exists to this day. Yeah,
2: yeah. so it's actually now a Mexican restaurant in Ohio. Oh my God, how's that? it's really so good. So there is it. some yeah. Latina no, in yes. you. Yes, yeah, 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 You know, yeah. i a little Latina. Um, but yeah, so I just always knew. My dad's number one thing was like, buy buildings, right. buy buildings. Even our previous house. Again, I live in Ohio, so the cost of living is a lot lower Less, than it yeah. is here. So our house at the time, like our first house was about 150000 at the time. My parents just ended up buying it. Just seeing my parents do that, I'm like, okay, I want to have a portfolio. Yeah. I want to have these things under my belt too
1: obviously you started doing social media and you grew really quickly you were already making money you know at such a young age what was the moment that you're like you know what i think i need to move to la to really you know go full force with this influencer thing
2: so i moved to la pretty much the year i graduated high school okay. i got my own apartment in ohio and then me and my sister were here in la and we saw this apartment building that we loved and we're like let's just move out here. I think for me, again, everybody's different. I don't say you have to live in LA, but for the direction I was looking at for my career, I wanted to be in the scene. I wanted to be at all the events. I wanted to be at the red carpet. I wanted that, I know not everybody's yeah. like that. I'm very extroverted, I love meeting people, I love talking to you people. like being out there, yeah, yeah. I like being out there, so for me, I'm like, where's the best place to do it? L.A., and Ohio so far, it's like a five hour yeah. flight. Maybe if I lived in like Texas or something. Or, or Arizona. Arizona, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I can fly for the weekend, come back, but five, six hours, it's.
1: How was that, was it scary? Like maybe like the first year, trying to adapt to you know a whole new lifestyle because I've lived in OC kind of my whole life, but whenever I think about L.A., I feel like that lifestyle is so like, fast-paced yes. to where I'm like, never. So
2: before I, we fully moved out here, we would come for a month at okay. a time. So we'd come here for like a month, get an Airbnb. So I feel like by the time I moved here, I had my go-to nail salon. I had my go-to spots. I had my go-to restaurants. I had my friends here. So it wasn't like I was just going to this whole new place. Yeah. So I kind of took Like you created a life
1: ass. before you really made it your life. Yes. That's crazy. That's so cool. So you talked to us about the beginning of your journey in the makeup world. You know, you started off doing makeup because you said you were really insecure about your acne. How do you feel like your look at makeup has changed now that you're one of beauty's top influencers?
2: So when I first started, I do think the beauty scene was more prevalent. Well, when I first first started, that was back when we were just using our little wet and wild eyeshadow palettes Uh that literally wrote for you eyelid crease. With a, little, with, with a little, a little brush sponge. that didn't
1: do nothing oh
2: my god yes I. those were the days those were the days I'm not days. gonna lie sometimes I watch some videos like Mac Barbie's old videos and I'm like just for the nostalgia you, you know? know
1: what's so crazy though I feel like those really were the days of social so media fun. I remember I would post a video would gain like 2-3 thousand followers every right. single time you'd post it was
2: so easy now I lose
1: anytime I post on Instagram
2: now oh my god you gotta work so hard to right? get like two likes and then we saw it like peaked at like 2016-2017 yeah. and I was very heavy into that a lot of people at the time knew me because of my like get ready with me for prom videos and for my makeup but now we have shifted into more lifestyle so now a lot of people that I meet are like I found you through your pregnancy videos I found you through this video it's not some people don't even know that I do makeup yeah they're
1: like oh I didn't even know you had a whole life before this right you know
2: and I still do post I feel like I post a decent
1: amount I think you do yeah Yeah. yeah, I I
2: try to keep it there I at the end of the day makeup will forever be my passion but just naturally, it's just not as important to me as it used to be, especially being a mom now. I just tinted mascara, not tinted mascara, tinted sunscreen, mascara, brows, and I'm good to go.
1: It's just your life is so, like, different now than what yes. it was before To, We're like, girl, I don't got the time now.
2: We used to do, like, a smoky cut crease to go to the grocery store. Like,
1: girl... Husband. And now it's like, girl, you don't, you don't even do that to go out. Oh, I know. It's crazy. So, crazy. you know, obviously you move out here. Did you meet your your husband out here or did you meet him back in Ohio? I How actually, was that? Yeah,
2: I actually met him back home in Ohio. And I love that. I love that we're from the same yeah. place. It just hits different, you know, especially when we go back to visit family. Our parents' houses are 10 minutes away from each other. Okay. So before we even had kids, we'd both stay at our own We'd be married and stay at our own parents' houses. Like, I'd stay at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house. He'd stay at his. When you guys lived
1: out here, right? So you guys can enjoy each other's family separately? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, We met. We're from the same hometown. He's three years older than me. And just naturally, when you're from the same town, I feel like everybody kind of knows each other. Like, we followed each other on Instagram for a while. Until so we finally saw each other in person, person, but like, we weren't even like interested in each other. It was just more
1: sense. like you knew each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, You
2: know, like Mel was a handsome guy. He was like yeah. popular. You know, I had my following. Um, we followed each other and he worked at the Nike store. Okay. And I remember walking, I was back to school shopping for my senior year and that's when I first saw him. But he actually told me that he was on break in okay. the back and they sat on the headset like yo this like that oh, i was so cringe. They're like yo this baddie walked in here like all that so he's like let me go see you like, is. i'm no longer on <laughs> my right, break right, right. so yeah. that's he was on break i didn't even know that and he was like helping me like buy shoes he's like but, i'll but, clock yeah, in for her right he walks out he says hi to me and then he hugs my mom which knowing my husband now because he's more reserved like that was so out of character yeah. for him like to hug my mom um but yeah he was like helping me get shoes I didn't like any of them. Our styles are so different. Yeah, like, yeah. Mel definitely brought me more into fashion because I'm not naturally a fashionable person, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I saw him at the Nike store, but it's so crazy because I remember going to a party, and we talk about it all the time. We went to a party once, and I was with another guy, and he was with another girl. Again, like, we were just, like, yeah, not yeah, even yeah, interested yeah, like, in each In other. each other's like, lives at yeah. the yeah. moment. Yeah, how was that? Mal always, he's always said, like, always thought you were beautiful, but, like, I always thought you were out of my league. He would tell his mom. His mom told me he'd show her my picture and yeah, like this yeah. is gonna be my wife one day and she's like okay this little kim k want to be so he's like i never really thought we could be together but again he always shot
1: sh- his shot shot, shot yeah. his
2: shot and i just love the fact that it wasn't like he slid in my dms yeah. like he would always see me on person again we lived in a small town and we lived in a college town too so a lot of the bars and clubs would have 18 and up nights okay so when i would go on the 18 and up nights i'd always see him out with his friends and he'd always talk to me like oh he made sure He'd what was like me. the
1: moment for you? Like, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot.
2: He was, believe it or not, he was actually one of the first guys who asked me out on a proper date. He was like, I want to take you to dinner. I want to take you to like an actual date. Most guys would be like, come over.
1: Like movie night, come. Netflix. Or, like, yeah, some, yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
2: One guy I was talking to was like, come drive up and see me at school and literally he lived in like new york like a, six-hour drive. Like, he yeah, a, me a drive six hour drama literally like these boys are stupid that's yeah, why i'm yeah. so happy i have my husband like he took me on a proper date and it was funny because a subscriber came up to me on our date uh-huh. we went to a mexican restaurant you know latina, latina. Things, latina things um but no we were at this mexican restaurant and this subscriber came up to me and he's like wait like you're like these followers aren't just a number. Yeah, at the yeah, t- yeah. I wasn't even that big at the time. I had about like 80K on Instagram. He's like, wait, like you're like really.
1: Like sub- popping. Yeah, yeah, popping.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know, still in my head, I don't think I am. And I, I'm just, I'm so thankful for the followers I have. I don't even see them as fans. Yeah. Like they truly are my family. Like I have some people who have followed me since I was literally like 12.
1: Twelve. Oh my and God. And they
2: know like what my bedroom look like, like my little pink and. A zebra bedroom and they watched me fail my first driver license test I actually failed three times believe it or not um but yeah like people have really grown with me and it's just crazy and then from there we just started dating more and more but I never really like took him serious if that makes it was sense. Like, like it was
1: you was didn't fun. know it was gonna be a forever thing For at sure. the beginning
2: neither did he what
1: he was definitely. your moment that you're like you know what like it is gonna be a forever thing
2: Honestly, Mel really is my best friend. And I think just that alone, honestly, these boys nowadays are so... Like, when I hear my single friends, their stories, I'm like, thank God, I'm married. You're like, like girl, where are you, where are you finding these boys? I back yeah. with my husband before half of these guys they tell me about. But I don't know. Like, for me, we just... I, we really just watered into each other. So when Mel and I first started dating, he worked at Chase Bank. Okay. And... Naturally, he found his passion of photography through me. And then through him, he just kind of unlocked this like new layer of creativity. Yeah. Like Mel is such a creative. And I really wasn't at the time. But when he kind of came on board, he started editing for me, taking all of my pictures, I was able to push out way more, more content. content. yeah, and it's not even that, you know, like as a creative, just having that support person. For the emotional support yeah. and just someone who's there to help you no matter what. And just having that just really transform my entire career.
1: That was like it for you. You're yes. like, you know what? He really is here to level you up. Yes. You know, because I feel like especially you being a baddie. You know, I feel like a lot of men tend to get more... Um, you know, they love the idea of having a baddie, yep, but they don't they love it until they get one. Yeah. How... Was that ever, like, an idea for you? Like, obviously, he didn't feel like that, but was that ever, like, did it ever cross your mind? Like, I hope he doesn't change when he has me.
2: Yeah, so when I first moved out here to L.A. with my sister, it was just my sister and I. He didn't okay. come with me, and we were together at the time. Yeah, yeah, And he would tell me his friends would be in his ear, like, she probably out with some rapper, or with some... NFL player yeah. let me tell you those men are headaches okay yeah. and if any of you guys get in like one of them size in your dms just don't take them serious please they're just for fun have fun yeah. have fun with them you like know let they're them wine and dine you but trust yeah. me like they're they're headaches and so his friends would be in his ear like oh she's talking to some rapper this on a third but one thing I loved about Mel he never questioned me he never questioned my loyalty he never agreed with them. He never let his ego or his insecurities get in the way. And that's why I'm, we're so happy. Yeah. I don't, I hate, I don't like jealousy. I don't think that stuff is cute. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Some people like their man to be like jealous and like, you're like, not me. To me, jealousy is like a stepping stone to violence. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. So he's never, ever shown me that side. And that's why I was like, this is the man for me. I'm able to pursue my career, do what I love. I love my job. Yeah. And not a lot of people can say that, but I truly I'm so passionate about what I do. So I could not have a partner in my life that was keeping me from Oh was gonna slow you down. You can't down, go yeah. to events, you can't go do this podcast, you can't do this, you can't do that. No.
1: You're like, uh uh-uh. uh, like I was doing this Out. shit before you, right? I'm gonna keep doing which is great, you know, hearing you say that because I do tend to meet a lot of girls that are, you know, they have this whole career and then they get a boyfriend and they always feel like that to slow down to kind right. of accommodate to their insecurities. And I feel like it's so great hearing you be like, you know what, Mel was never that for me. So, obviously, you guys started dating. Two years, uh, a little bit over two years later, you guys get married. Yes. How was that crazy story? I know you kept it a secret <laughs> from your followers for a bit. How was that? And why did you keep it a secret from them?
2: So, Mel and I both have parents that have been together for centuries. Uh-huh. So, his mom and dad have been together since they were 13 and 14 years old. Okay. They had oh, him senior year of high school. And they're, when I tell you, they're so in love. Like they're definitely very inspirational like there's they're still going on date nights like all of that so seeing that and then my parents have been together my mom was 17 when she married my dad i knew we both wanted that we both wanted longevity you know there's some people who are like we don't see the point of marriage we wanted that that, yeah and also i think a lot of people forget like what comes with marriage they're also god forbid like something happens you get in a car accident you're in the hospital your husband has more power over a boyfriend, you know, and stuff like that, And even just with our jobs, being independent contractors, that tax write-off and then with the kids, you know there were just so many positives and we knew we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together so we're like why not, and we didn't really keep it a secret for too long, I think we kept it a secret for like three months, but you know, I believe that the, the year that we got married was 2019 and I think that was the year where like hate was so big, big yeah. honestly i haven't really been getting as bad of hate lately i don't i don't want to jinx it You're but like don't jinx it compared girl. No, to no, like no. 2017 and 2019 like the type of hate people were just out for blood like yeah, yeah. they wanted to see you they kill. wanted to see you cry they want to yeah, see yeah. you cry and fail so it was just like a really scary time so i'm like i don't want to share this and people to kind of shit all over yeah. it so i'm like let's just enjoy ourselves
1: and then post about it. So obviously, you know, you mentioned about the hate and once you posted it, there was people that were in the comments like you guys are too young, you know, you're only 20. How did you feel when you started getting those comments and how do you see it now? I mean, it's been a while and you guys are still together and happy.
2: Yes. So for me, I just kind of view that comment like you're losing your freedom. What are you exactly losing? I'm... Am I losing my ability to talk to multiple men that would probably just end up breaking my heart, creating trauma for me? You know, all of these things that I would have to spend years fixing and healing from. So for me, I think when you truly marry your best friend, you're not missing out on fun because we're having fun together. Together, yeah. You know, so if I was married to a man, again, who was keeping me from living out my dream, keeping me from living my career, from my happiness, I wasn't allowed to go on girls' nights or girls' trips.
1: Like, I'd Of course,
2: marriage would be terrible. But for me, again, if you marry your best friend, you marry the right person. You know, things. That's should- so cute, and
1: I feel like that's something that I feel like maybe the people that would attack you. It's like, yeah, you're attacking me because maybe you've never met someone that makes you feel that right. way. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I
2: don't blame them. If I yeah. think about some of the guys, I never Mel was actually like my first real boyfriend, believe it or not. But some of the guys I was talking to before that, if I was married to them, I you're would like, be miserable. You're like you probably wouldn't miserable. even have your career. I wouldn't. Yeah. They'd like, "Oh, you posting these pictures for attention again?" I have never heard anything like that come from Mel's mouth, and that's how I knew like this is the man for me. If anything, he's like, I get mad when men don't find you attractive. Like when you walk in a room, like, what are like, you doing wrong? Like yeah, when yeah. you walk in a room, they don't give you attention. I'm like, hello. You're like, like do you not see literally. it? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I love that, and actually, I love when girls think Mel is cute I think it's it like I'm I like, think it's a sense of security too yeah. like
1: you know what you have he knows what he has so there's not really any space for any of you guys to both be insecure you right. know so you guys get married and then you know you give birth you yes. get pregnant at, well before you give birth you get pregnant and you give birth and you kind of have what people can consider a COVID baby yeah. how is that experience for you and do you feel like you know having a COVID baby Maybe changed your first pregnancy or first mom experience for you?
2: Believe it or not, I got pregnant three months after we got married. And I say this all the time. I'm like, thank God we got married. Because in my family, again, I do what I want, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. some things I'm like, my parents would have killed me. It so I'm flipped. like, flipped. So I'm like, thank goodness I was married. Um, but yeah, I got pregnant. A lot of people thought we announced our pregnancy, so I can be like, oh, I'm married before I got yeah, pregnant. Yeah. No, I literally got married in March. Got pregnant three months later. and was honeymoon. Born, literally. Honeymoon, baby. Literally. literally. And my honeymoon was in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, COVID definitely was a hard time. So, my son was born on March 13th, 2020. Okay. Literally the start of COVID. So, when we got to the hospital, there was no rules and regulations. The clock struck midnight. Boom. COVID. And, you know, you already have this anxiety as a first-time, first-time mom. And then I'm getting calls from my sister like, girl, we can't find baby wipes. We can't find nothing hand sanitizer we can't find nothing so just kind of having that fear and anxiety was a lot and then again like i told you i'm very extroverted i love hanging out with my friends i love going out so having my son and then kind of being confided to the house i guess it was nice because you know i kind of like the whole world went on a maternity leave with me but now looking back on it now that i had another pregnancy to compare it to another postpartum period With my first son, it was a lot more of a darker time than when I had my twins. Did
1: you go through like postpartum depression bad?
2: I was never diagnosed, but I do think I went through postpartum.
1: With your first one? With my first, I do. Because of the COVID or why? Why do you think?
2: It was just, when I think of that time, I just think of darkness, which, (laughs) yeah, it just, again, I was so happy to have my son, you know, to become a mother, but let's be real, like that's just such a scary adjustment for women. Um, For me, when people ask me like, oh, how's having twins? Like, was that not crazy? And I'm like, honestly, going from no babies to having a baby was a way bigger adjustment than having twins. And for me, so because it was COVID, we're all confined in one house. My mom, bless her soul, she came to stay with us to help with Kayvon. But then I became the middleman between my mom and Mel. And this is two people who have two different cultural backgrounds. So in my culture, grandmas are supposed to come and help and be yeah. super duper hands-on and then like a, too much to too where it's much. almost like they're the mom yeah, yeah it's very much like latinx, like latinx. yeah
1: it's the same yeah. thing yeah
2: so compare it to american culture yeah. it's mel was like does your mom not think we're capable of being parents yeah, like yeah. she's she has too much of a say she's doing too much i want to spend time with my son and she's constantly taking cave on from me so i became this like middleman and it's like I'm the one who's postpartum. I should be the one that's taken care of. Yeah. But instead, I'm worried about your feelings and my mom's feelings. And in turn, like, I've, I've only really had three panic attacks in my life. And two of them were during the Dream. postpartum with Kayvon. And again, it wasn't Kayvon. Like, I just think it was, like, the circumstance.
1: Everything. I feel like, I, I mean, you were a new mom. Everybody new mom, wanted to help you out. But then it's no like... No
2: friends. Like, I, I love spending time with yeah. my friends. I really cherished my girlfriends. And, like, it was like, no friends... No, like, when I had the twins, we were going out to
1: like lunch and breakfast,
2: like every day we'd yeah. take the twins a the little stroller, we'd go out. But yeah, it was just such an isolating time, and I didn't like it.
1: How do you feel like you overcame that because I feel like you know, a lot of people maybe watching have gone through that or maybe going through that where it's like you don't know where to put the boundary as in like to my mom and to my husband. How do you feel like you overcame that?
2: honestly, it was I think when they saw me having the panic attack, like when I tell you like I lost my mind yeah. like, I was like ripping my hair like what the like now that I think God. about. That time i'm like I couldn't even do that to myself now because I'm in a yeah. better place, but I was like literally threatening i'm like i'm going to throw myself out of the window like yeah, it was yeah. really, really bad, and I think that kind of opened their eyes that we all have one end goal here, yeah we all just want to be the best we can be for cavevon at the time it was just cave like we yeah, want to yeah. be the best we can be for him, and stressing out the mom like if you're stressing out the mom, you're not doing the kid
1: any favor any yeah. favor,
2: so I think when they saw me kind of like lose my mind, they're like, okay, we can both like work it out now and again it's that language barrier so Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there my mom's saying stuff in farsi i'm translating it to mel in english sometimes the translation doesn't come off as well so i'm like that's not what she meant she meant it like this way like it was a lot but now we all know each other they know each other very well like my mom and mel are like besties now they're on the same page so
1: i think it just comes down to you know really understanding each other and I feel like a lot of the time you know like you said you said it perfectly I feel like especially when a mom you know has a baby I feel like everyone wants to help out for the baby Baby. but forget about the mom yes you know what I mean like you're going through a lot of emotional physical changes that you have to deal, and it kind of almost it's like oh let's not let's forget about her let's worry about the baby or it's like no you got to help the mom out because at the end of the day you got to be good to be able to you know have right. your baby and be with your baby so
2: i actually saw a really good tweet on that topic it was saying that fathers who are good dads but not a good partner, partner. are you really a good dad that's stressing true. out the main the caregiver mom. of the child that really like, is true cuz you hear that all the time like a lot of women stay in relationships cuz they're like oh he's such a good dad but it's like is he a good partner?
1: partner is he good for your mental health is he good for your physical health no like he might be good to your kid but maybe he's causing so much Drama damage to you, where you don't even you can't function fully as a mom because how down you are. That is a good tweet. That is a good way. It really opened
2: my eyes because a lot of people ask me about what's it like to be a mom, and they kind of want to take my opinion and apply it to themselves and determine whether they're ready to be a mom or not. And let me tell you firsthand, your partner will completely determine how you are as a mother as a, mod, as a mother. it really will determine how it will go for you whether it be a positive experience or negative that's why i hate when girls want to compare themselves to me they're like oh nas had a kid at 21 let me have a kid at 21 or like because she did it i can do it and yeah. i'm like let's look at the facts here like i had my career i had my home i had a very yeah. supportive partner you know so definitely it's not an age thing it's like where you are in life or when you're ready because i feel like yeah you
1: know i feel like that happens a lot you see young girls in high school middle school even middle school you know getting pregnant and yeah i mean you can do it and you know it doesn't mean that you're confined to this horrible life there's women that you know take that and create something even greater for themselves but i feel like it, it becomes a sense of like they see it so often yeah and they feel like they can do it but it's like no like you also have to feel like you're a kid bringing a kid into right. this world mm-hmm. and you have to be considerate and mindful that like will you be able to do it if you can barely take care of yourself right and you again, know?
2: I'm not here to judge at yeah. all. I'm just saying because I know a lot of girls look up to me. And that's a, a fear that I yeah. have. Because I'm like, these girls are looking at me. And they're like, well, Nas married her first boyfriend. At 20. At you 20. Know, I'm like, I don't want another person watching my content do like following my footsteps. But they do it with the wrong yeah. person. And then it's like their life goes to shit and like it's healthy. They're like, it's not spoil. I I, know, ah, I, know. I I'm saw like, her Please. do it. No, that's what I'm saying. But people really blame you yeah. as an influencer. Like, let's say I use a shampoo and they go buy the shampoo and it doesn't work out for their hair. They're in my DMs yeah. like I wasted money, like You liar is, You liar, you this and we're like don't you feel like when you work for, uh, you do a sponsorship for a brand, you become their customer yeah. service? because that to me too. Oh my I god, dance. yes! Like, and I'm like, I never got I don't my know, package. Like, girl, I don't got the UPS. I'm like, like girl, I don't own the brand. <laughs> You're like, I just got the check. I, right, it literally so,
1: does feel like that, yeah. and I feel like you feel that pressure of like a responsibility. You know, it's a responsibility, but I feel like at the end of the day, you know. Just as much as we have responsibility, I feel like the people watching have right. the responsibility too of, you know, doing the research, making sure they know that maybe something that worked for me isn't gonna work for them and yeah. that's okay. You know, we get through that, you know. Now you're a mommy of three. Yeah. You know, how first of all, before we get into that topic, how is it like being pregnant with twins? That's crazy.
2: Let me tell you, being pregnant with twins is a whole different ball game. So my pregnancy with my first was honestly pretty easy. I didn't really have too many pains. I went full term. The birth was really easy. So I'm not going to lie. In my head, I was like, women be complaining too much. Like, this is not that bad. Like, they're so dramatic. God humbled me real quick with the twins. I swear, I got twins to be humbled. I swear. Um, God's like, I'm a teacher. Yeah, lesson. he was like, oh, really? You thought pregnancy was easy? Like, boom. Here's two. Just even with having twins, I had to see a doctor every two weeks okay. with a singleton. You see, it's called singleton. I know it's kind of weird. Um, you That's go so the their, first time yeah, I heard that, right, yeah. Singleton pregnancy, you go every four weeks. So I was going every two weeks. I'd see, I'd switch off between a regular OB and then a high-risk doctor. So there was like very in-depth scans, you know? So... One of my twins, so he has a right, Kai, he has a right aortic arch, which means his blood flows to the right instead of the left. And when I found that out, the doctor was like, you know what? This actually isn't a very scary thing, but two out of five times it could lead to a, like the syndrome. So that's when they started talking about possibly terminating the pregnancy. So he's like, you can do, I forget what it's called. It's Where they take a needle and get amniotic fluid, okay. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah,
1: the chromosomes and yeah. to check everything. So yeah, yeah. He
2: was like, So, a lot of people have a right aortic arch, but they don't even know. I've never talked about this before, but it really did affect my pregnancy and really scare me during it. Um, but basically, they said that, um, so when they saw he had that heart abnormality, they said that I could do this, like. Testing yeah, for yeah. it, we did do genetic testing and that came back fine. But he's like, we really won't know until you give birth unless you decide to terminate. And I was like, okay, like let's explore. Like I just yeah. wanna know the facts. So with a twin pregnancy, if you choose to terminate, basically they inject the one twin to stop growing and that stays in you the entire pregnancy, pregnancy until you give birth to the other twin
1: that can be so traumatic so i yeah, was like
2: yeah. what like when he told me that just burst into tears so i have to sit with pretty much a dead baby inside yeah, of for yeah. in nine
1: months and then see it come out and
2: it like just that fact alone really really scared yeah, me yeah. so through more testing i saw a uh child uh children's pedia not a pediatrician Cardio. Like I don't know what that is right now, like a specific yeah, yeah. for the heart. the heart. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And cardiologist, she, I think yeah, that's what it's like called. Yeah, like yeah. a
2: pediatric cardiologist. And she told me that usually with these syndromes, they see more abnormalities in the heart. Uh-huh. And she's like, because of this one, if I were you, just go through the pregnancy. And I was like, girl, what?
1: You're like, like what do you mean? So, yeah, like, like, take your chances? Months,
2: yeah, like, take your chances. So I went throughout this whole pregnancy. I'm like, I don't know if my child's going to come, yeah. have these things, but I will love my child regardless. So I give birth, and I wake up. My son is in the NICU. I'm like, this What's, is it. Yeah. There's something wrong. Like, But luckily, my son was fine. He did have breathing problems. Um, they finally went away when he was about a year old. But yeah like it was scary it was that whole pregnancy like there was just so much anxiety throughout the pregnancy again with Kayvon I didn't have any issues with the genetic testing or anything like that so just that alone was something that stressed me out during the pregnancy and then also just having twins I was clocked out by like 29 weeks I remember crying to my doctor I'm like I can't go any longer yeah like, this is, it was just so heavy. It felt like I had this, like, bowling ball in my pelvis. And with two, I would feel pain. So, I would feel pain in the bottom half yeah. of my pelvis. And then I'd also feel at the top because there was two. Two, yeah, So, like, yeah. my rib cage would hurt and my pelvis I've heard that's, would like,
1: hurt. when they go up here, yes. it's, like, the worst pain yes. ever. And
2: I always felt this, like, stretching in my, like, pelvis. It was just very painful. It was very painful. It was very exhausting. And I gave birth in August. So, think about the summer of the, L.A. The hot. I just remember, like, the last, like, month, I would just lay naked in the couch yeah, with the home. AC, like, blasting on me. I actually felt more comfortable sleeping on the couch, which is oh, weird. that's weird. Yeah, because I liked having my back pressed up against the Okay, yeah, yeah, I like the the just chilling yeah, up Right, right. Yeah. and then I'd have the pillows on this side to support me, so I was kind of, like, sandwiched. Um, but, yeah, it was very painful, and I had a C-section with the twins. Yeah. So it was just hard all around.
1: Do you feel like, you know, obviously, thank you for opening up about that, by the way, um, do you feel like because of everything you were going through, do you feel like you almost couldn't enjoy the pregnancy as much because you were too worried about the what ifs?
2: Yes, I did. I remember there'd be nights where I just couldn't sleep. I'd be on Google and Reddit. Girl, the worst. Baby, right aortic arch, you know, like just reading all about that. And I really do think that doctors instill this fear in you because they'd rather to tell you the worst worst. case scenario. So when it isn't the worst case scenario,
1: you're like, oh you made it yeah yeah Yeah. and i feel like that that is yeah
2: everything is okay and then it's not okay and then you're like will you lie yeah yeah
1: i think that's like a thing that they do all the time like they always even when we go i mean even injections or anything like they scare you and they make you sign everything you're like you might die from getting botox and i'm like what do you mean or like before you get your
2: epidural they're like you might end up paralyzed like pretty much they tell Uh, you that the worst case scenario yeah
1: so i'm like but I feel like that, you already having, you know, the hormones and going crazy, that probably made it even go more insane. Like, you're like, what do you mean this can happen to my baby? Right.
2: Well, this, I talked about my three panic attacks. My third one that I had was when I was getting my epidural to give birth to the twins. It didn't work.
1: Oh my God.
2: So then it only numbed half of my body. And I heard so many horror stories about that. And especially after they tell you, like, you can end up paralyzed, I'm like,
1: Be like, I'm done. Literally. So
2: I didn't panic too much after the first one because they brought back the anesthesiologist to do it again. She did it again. One side got completely numb, even more, and the other side was fine. So that feeling of half of your body being numb and half not—like I couldn't even move my hand—it was absolutely scary, terrifying. So I remember, like, I just kind of like blacked out. And Mel walks in the room at the time, and he was like, "Dude, when I walked in, again, I wasn't aware of what was happening, but he was like." Every nurse on that floor was in that room. Like, I was getting, like, Like, it was down. scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, I was literally getting pinned down. Like, I didn't share this. I was going to do a video on my birth story, but honestly, my birth story was so traumatic that it took me a while to even talk about it with my friends without birthing. Uh, yeah. Birthing. Without bursting into tears. tears. So, now I'm, I'm in such a good place. Now, like, I see my beautiful babies, and I just feel so blessed to They're have so them. Healthy, that uh... I'm like, oh, it was nothing. But Mel literally told me. I've never shared this with anybody. But he's like, when I walked in, I, like, completely shit myself. Like, all that's how bad I was it panicking. Was, yeah. I didn't but even know. He had know never I did seen that. you like that. He was that. like, You're going crazy. Like, I was getting pinned back by like all these nurses. And it was literally one of the most terrifying. Like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is it. So, that's when I finally, that's when I was trying to have them vaginally. I just, I didn't have the strength anymore after that. I was like, Give me the C section. And the C-section, I know by saying that, it's like, oh, you're not strong if you get a C-section. But any way you bring no. your baby into the world. You're strong. You're just you carrying a baby oh my is, God. makes you strong
1: enough. Healing
2: from a C-section was so difficult. It, when I tell you just all of this humbled me in ways that nothing else cut of. it made me, it really opened my eyes. Like, I'm not untouchable. Yeah. You know, I'm still human.
1: Like, so, even the worst can happen. Yes. You know what I mean?
2: Again, like, I had such an easy birth the first round. I'm like...
1: You're like, I got crazy. this. You're like, I'll like, get pregnant fertility anytime. queen.
2: No, like birth is so scary. And that's, again, why I want to put in women's heads. Like, don't just have a baby for yeah. any man, yeah. you know? Like, he needs to be worth it. You are putting your body through so much. You're so risking much. your life for this make sure it's for the, the right, right person man. yeah no it's it's, you know? it's true
1: because i feel like well i'm really so inspired just like hearing you talk about all this Thanks. because you really are saying a lot of the things that like a lot of women don't really put in their head when it comes to you know getting pregnant like i feel like a lot of women like and this is not to you know bash anyone um it's just more of like it really is it's, Something a that a lot, it's a conversation have, you need to have you know? because a lot of people just be having babies and don't really think it through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So obviously, you know, thank God nothing happened. Yeah. Your babies are good. Now you're a whole mother of three. You're a wife. You're one of Beauties and Lifestyles' top influencer. How do you manage all that? Because that's oh crazy. Gosh, it's so overwhelming. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed just by being an influencer. <laughs> now imagine adding three babies and a whole husband.
2: You know, I was overwhelmed when I just i didn't have a husband and kids as well and now i think back on it and i'm like
1: you're like girl that was easy
2: life i was waking up at like 11 a.m starting my day i'm like i was sitting here thinking i was so booked and busy yeah
1: me (laughs) i'm like girl me right now
2: (laughs) yeah but honestly it has taught me that women are so powerful and we can wear so many different hats with grace yeah i love that i have all these different sides to me and becoming a mom really did like i said it humbled me in ways that i'm so thankful for it has taught me so much about myself about women um but i wouldn't be able to do it without my support system yeah i have very hands-on parents a very hands-on husband and even i think a lot of times we think of a village and we just think of family yeah but there's so much more to a village than just family there's also if you have housekeeping that's your village if you, my son goes to school, yeah. his teachers are my village. My friends are my village. All these people are your village. So if I didn't have my village, I would not be able to do it. I
1: feel like it, it plays a big part to your success. You know, like having this whole, like you said, this village behind you. Like mm-hmm. it's yes, Nas, but it's not just Nas doing the damn yes. thing. It's like thanks to everyone. You're here. So I wanna touch, you know, a topic that makes me so proud for you. You know, we've talked about, you know, you retiring your parents literally last year, which is such a crazy and such a proud moment, which I feel like, you know, you went through and you're so proud of yourself. How was that? And how do you feel now being able to retire your parents at 24?
2: So again, for me, my parents have never asked me for a dime. So it wasn't even something that was in my head until I was looking for nannies mm-hmm. for Kayvon, because you know Mel wanted to get into work. So right now, Mel is a stay-at-home dad and he's with the kids and he wanted to you know pursue his photography yeah. career which he will once all the kids are in school. So I was looking at nannies and I'm like yo the price of having a nanny it's crazy. And at the end of the day I'm hiring this like random woman that I don't really know. So I'm like I would rather give that money to my parents. Yeah. And my parents are older again my my brother is like 15 years older than me. So my parents are older my parents are in their 60s. Okay, okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I give this money to my parents and they can live their soft life? Yeah. You know? And when I tell you again, my parents weren't around when I was a kid. They were always at work. And I would be at the restaurant too, but again, my parents were working. And that's why I have such a soft spot for mom and pop shops. When I walk in there, even like nail salons and I see kids like playing on their little computer on the side. I'm like, that was me, like my entire childhood. So... Just being able to do that for my parents, again, my parents were constantly stressed. And now being able to spend time with my parents, like now I'm finally getting to spend time with my parents and get to know them. And I'm also getting to know them in a place where they're a lot more happy and comfortable. And my dad's a diabetic. Like he was working so hard in this restaurant. When I had Kayvon, he sent my mom to LA and he ran the restaurant by himself. himself. It aged my dad so many years. And it was all for me and for his kids. Like my parents sacrificed so much for me and my siblings. So when I thought of that, I like approached my parents with that and they're like, well, if you're comfortable with it, again, my parents have never asked me for anything. So I was like, of course, there's nobody else I'd rather Th- like, this money I made is because of yeah. you guys. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do it without your you.
1: Your dad bought your first computer. Yeah, like, he yeah. got my
2: computer. He got my camera. They were always supporting me. Because easily, again, for Middle Eastern parents, yeah. they could have easily been like, you're not doing that. You're not doing this. And really held me back. Yeah. And kept me from my potential. But they did the complete opposite. They always, always had my back. And even now, as an adult woman, I feel like my parents got have my back. back. Even when I feel super stressed, I'm like, my parents got me. My husband's got me. I'm good. You know, I'm good.
1: So... How did they react to it? I'm sure they were so proud, especially, you know, coming over here to pursue the American dream. And now they have their 24-year-old yes. daughter retiring them. How was that for them?
2: So I don't want to downplay my parents' success. Because, again, I told you yeah. they owned the building that their old restaurant was a part of. So we own in our previous yeah. home. So we do have a few rental properties in Ohio. So they have that. But, again, like their day-to-day expenses, their bills. I remember I got them, like, credit cards. yeah, And I just handed them their credit cards, like... Even now, bless their hearts. My parents will ask me before a big purchase. They're like, My mom's like, Can I buy this new dining table? I was like, Mom, don't ask me. Like Just do it. Yeah, yeah. like of course. And again, my parents aren't big spenders. Like they're not taking the money and doing whatever. Yeah. Like, but they really are just my parents are such good people. And I I I believe who I am is yeah. be- because, because of my of parents. Yeah. My parents have always just been so giving and they've gone taken advantage of so many times. Like my dad, for example, bless his heart. He there was this one homeless guy by a restaurant and my dad was like come sleep in our restaurant, gave him food, gave him a job. He robbed my dad and <gasps>
1: bounced. Bitch, Literally. is what I gotta Literally. say. And my oh dad still heart
2: of gold. Even though that
1: happened, I'm still didn't learn. Takes he, care he, of it, people, which is a great thing to have. It's the, it's his, it's it's yeah. who he is.
2: Well, we're in Romania. There was this one little homeless boy. My, my dad loves bringing home <laughs> <laughs> this little homeless boy, like little little twelve year old boy. My dad brought him home, wanted to basically adopt him.
1: Aww. He woke up
2: in the morning, he was gone. Like, literally, my parents are just such giving people. My mom is such an amazing friend. She's always, like, taking care of her girlfriends and all of that. I I learned a lot from them. And I feel like that, I see
1: that reflection in you just by what you've told me today. You know, you're a reflection of their character of, you know, they've taught you to be, you know, a great person. Literally. Now, to end the interview, I want to ask you a question that I always ask everyone. What is next for you in the next five years?
2: You know, if you would have asked me the next five years before I had kids, I'd be like, oh my God, five years is so long. But now when I tell you having kids time- Is gold. So fast. So like my son's already three and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. I had him last week. So five years is like a blink of an eye. Yeah. So in five years, where do I see myself? Honestly, I just love what I'm doing. I hope to like keep growing with my social media. Um, I hope that I can set up, I really want to set up good foundations for my kids. Again, I, I didn't come from money, so yeah. I don't know the whole, like creating trusts and this, like I have my, I have a business manager now yeah. who kind of handles my money and she hit me up the other day and she's like, you know, it's time we start writing up your will and like have things set up for in yeah. case anything happens. Cause I now have properties under my belt. Yeah. I now have this career life insurance. So I'm like, Oh my gosh! Like I didn't think I'd be doing that so soon in yeah. my life. So I would love to like just have a good foundation for my kids. Um, ultimately, I feel like all of us influencers we want to start a brand, and yeah. it's kind of like oh, another influencer starting a brand. But it really is something that I do want to do one day. I definitely see myself being a business owner, and I don't know when the right time for that will be. I do have a collab coming up, so just you know, kind of getting a little. Taste of that. I just... I love that my followers can have a little piece of me, you know, so...
1: And I feel like everything you put yourself to, you're going to accomplish. I Just by hearing your story, hearing your talk, you look like such thank a determined you. woman to thank get you. things done. Like any dream you have, I know you'll get it thank done. Thank you so much. So I just want to go ahead and say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, even opening up about things that you haven't even talked about. It really means a lot. And I know the people watching at home are really going to be able to take something of value from this interview and be like, you know what, maybe we, they'll probably even see you, your followers will probably see you in a new light where they're like wow I didn't know uh, about this about her and I really do appreciate you coming on here and being so vulnerable Aww,
2: well thank you for this amazing platform I can't believe I'm finally on the podcast I'm so excited
1: I'm, I'm so excited to have you guys by see Um, I was actually telling uh, my boyfriend and uh, my best friend I was like I'm so nervous because you guys know I, I go from the English from the Spanish yeah. so quick that I don't even think about it so like right now I'm like before I even say anything I'm like constantly thinking about what I'm going to say uh-huh. to try to keep it all English so you can understand so I feel like I did good too
2: no you did amazing I did good
1: we're not trying to you know go between uh-huh. the languages too often but with that being said guys, I want to go ahead and say thank you one more time oh thank you and Thanks thank so you guys much. so much for watching today's episode if you guys want to go ahead and follow Naz on all her social medias I will leave a link down below as well as on the screen so you guys can go ahead and keep up with her with everything she does y también no se les olvide to follow me so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, thank you once again. Thank you you guys so much for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye Bye,
0: guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself.